Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs and disempowering patterns, and break through to create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. I interview entrepreneurs who've overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms and experts who share insight and practical information that can help you get past your blocks and move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, in the Google Play Store, and on YouTube, and on my website at winnieanderson.com. If you like what you hear, I hope you'll share the show with others, and I hope you'll decide to become a member of my community. You can become a fan of the show at my site, WinnieAnderson.com slash fans. When you do, you'll get episodes delivered right to your inbox, along with information, tips, and resources to help you consistently move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity so you can position and pre-sell yourself as the unique solution provider you are, and ultimately, to profit from your expertise. If you ever get caught up in the I can't syndrome or I don't know how or I'm not good enough mantras that can run through our heads, then you definitely want to make sure you listen to today's episode because today's guest shows the only thing stopping us from creating a wildly profitable lifestyle-based business is that lump of gray matter inside our heads. Jessica Yarbrough is a business coach for high-achieving women who want to break out of corporate life and quickly build a six-figure business. She's a former corporate executive who followed her heart and ended up having to move back in with her parents as she rebuilt her life and career. Listen in as Jessica shares how she went from a passion-centered profession to unemployed, living with her parents, and collecting food stamps to feed her baby daughter. How she began to rise up to create the thriving coaching practice she has today and do it all in just 18 months. How she dealt with the voice inside her that told her to go get a job as well as the voice of her parents telling her to get one. She'll share the biggest blocks and mistakes that women have and make that hold us back from achieving what we really want. And she shares some really great tips to begin to move forward to create the life and business of your dreams. Now be sure to listen all the way to the end where I'll share your reflection exercise and action step for this episode. All right, so welcome, Jessica. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for having me on your show, Winnie. Oh, you're welcome. So, okay, I, you know, we, we met online, of course. I meet most of people in general uh, online. My whole life is online, and I'm sure the bulk of yours is too. So I know you are a successful coach. Right, you are yeah. a a single mom. You are a world traveler, right? I know you yeah. were just uh, on a long trip, but I also know that things were not always, let's say, fabulous, right? So, can you tell a little bit about your story and how you got to this particular point of success? Because it wasn't rosy. No, no. I've I, my my life journey has been like you know, going up and down different mountains. So, you know, my, my background was in the corporate world. I had built multiple startup companies, um, but like a lot of people in the, in the corporate world, I got burnt out um, and I took a break. I took a break and for about four years, I just traveled the world and became a yoga teacher and had lots of amazing experiences, you know, teaching in the jungles and that sort of thing. And I came back to San Diego um, really with no 
desire to go back into the business world. And I got pregnant with my daughter. Um, and she was a surprise, the best surprise ever, but a surprise at that. And um, I became a single mom because um, uh, the man was not at all in the picture. And it was extremely vulnerable time for me. One, because I, you know, I have a good head on my shoulders and I never thought that I would ever be in that position. Like no little girl says, I want to be a single mom when I grow up. You know, you, you, <laughs> you have these ideas like you're going to get married and then have a baby. But I was also very excited to become a mother because I always was one. But I also was broke. I, I didn't have any money. You know, I was teaching yoga, which was very fulfilling, but, you know, it just got me enough money to live off of, to pay rent and food and that sort of thing. So um, at the time, you know, I was just, I think I was 32 at the time, and I was totally scared. I mean, I had to go back to my parents and say, hey, you know, this is my situation, which, by the way, they were not happy about at all. <laughs> they are now. They love and adore her. Sure. She's like the queen of the world for them. Yeah, but, but that know, wasn't their plan for you either. I'm sure. No, right? Exactly. They, it was not their plan for me. So, um, you know, they didn't want to see me struggle. Right. And, um, right. and so I, I moved back in with them and I actually went on food stamps to kind of supplement my income because at the time I also was, couldn't teach a ton of yoga because I was pregnant, hot yoga and that sort of thing. So I, um, you know, I had to look at other ways to make money. And, you know, um, it was an extremely humbling experience for me because, you know, my whole world was turned upside down. And I, deep down, I never wanted to bring a child into the world under these circumstances. You know, I, I, and it really inspired me to become a better version of myself. And so I uh, started consulting on the side for 20 bucks an hour. I cannot believe I did it for that little, but I did. Uh, because I just wanted whatever I could take, and uh, that got me referrals to make more money. I charged more money and so on, and, and you know, I was still kind of in this trap of trading time for dollars, and I hired a coach who taught me about doing high-end sales and selling the transformation whether that, rather than billing hourly, and that was the pivotal point in my business. That's when I was start, started to hit those five-figure months, and um, and from there, everything's changed. I've started teaching women how to do the same thing in their business. Okay. That's fantastic. So, wow, what a story. That's a lot, I know. No, <laughs> but I think, you know, while your story might not be exactly my story, I think there's so many things there that we can all relate to. You know, we're doing really well. We decide we have this calling, and, and we're pulled in this direction, and we decide to embrace it, right, because that's what we're told to do. And then something happens that just makes you go, oh, crap, and now you've got to somehow figure out a new direction. And I think it's even worse than when you have this child, because I can only imagine the mixed emotions, right, the joy of, oh, my God, I'm going to have a baby, and then, oh, my God, I'm going to have a baby. and yeah. It's somebody else to worry about. Yeah. And and pay for and, and kids as we know, they ain't cheap. Um, so I can <laughs> I can certainly appreciate the the whirlwind of emotions that you must have been going through. Um, I had to move back in with my mom too, and it's nobody's idea of a good time. No. <laughs> nobody's. You love them. Like I love you, but I don't really want to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was done when I was 18, right? And now yeah. I'm back in, in my 30s? I don't think so. So let's talk about, 
you had so you had this and I'm just going to call it an awakening that your coach helped yeah. you get that if you sell higher high-end programs I'm going to guess then is what you started putting together is that right yes okay and and obviously raising your rates were you like inching your rates up with every new client kind of thing yeah that's what I was yeah. doing yeah. and it was exciting at first but then I would look at you know, I only had so many hours in a week and think, um, I didn't really make a big difference in my income. Right. And, and, and that's the difference of a high-end model is instead of being almost like a worker bee where you're submitting, you know, your timesheets and getting, you know, this incremental money for this incremental task, you shift to being more of a peer-to-peer -peer relationship and more of a mentor where you're coaching them, but then they have to go out and implement all of this stuff and they hire the worker bees. But it, it does change the dynamic and they still get the results. But you get to be accountability and teacher versus worker bee and you get command 10 times higher the price or more. Yeah, because you're the expert. I mean, you're really yeah. you're supporting the transformation and that it's the whole teach a man to fish and then versus, or, you know, the, the fishing for him. So, yeah, right. absolutely. That's fantastic. So. It, I, I'm going to assume your parents, well, obviously, they eventually became happy that, that their grandchild was born, and totally. were, you, were you able to stay with them as you if it created some kind of transition point, and you were then financially able to support yes. yourself fully? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, so I stayed with them for about the first year and a half, okay. um, and then we moved into our own place okay. uh, after that. And I kept her at home for the first seven months. And my dad, he, they actually are super close because he, you know, was like her part-time nanny. It was between the two of us. But after, you know, she got mobile, it, you know, I had to put her in, in, a, in uh, a daycare Montessori type thing because okay. otherwise it's just too hard to get things done. I mean, when they're babies, newborns, they just sleep all day long. So it's a little bit easier. Yeah, but once they're mobile, yeah, they're, yeah, once they're they're, mobile, they want your attention, <laughs> right? Well, and yeah, and you've got to give it to them, or they'll climb up some who knows what, and you know, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. let's. Did you ever have that moment when you thought, "Oh my God, I should just get a job because this is too hard"? I it did it did come into my mind very tiny it certainly was a loud voice from my parents I'll tell you that but I mean that was yeah. their thing just get a job because I had no doubt that I could make really good money in San Diego being the director of marketing you know I have no doubt that that would be possible but I had already done that in fact I had done it as a single person and found it extremely stressful and found that I was unfulfilled and didn't have time right. so I mean I couldn't imagine like the last thing I wanted to do was drop my little baby off at daycare at 6.30 in the morning and pick her up at 6 p.m. And I know that's a reality for a lot of people, but I didn't want that. I didn't want to have to, you know, limit the time that I had with her to two hours on the weekend and two weeks vacation a year. And, and, and so I, I knew that even though I was sacrificing my, you know, my time in terms of my situation and even the money that I was making, that what I was going to build was so much greater than that, that I was really investing and in creating a phenomenal future for both of us. Yeah, so you would be financially fulfilled and emotionally fulfilled at the same time. But I know that our environment is so super critical to our success. And when you have people in it, especially parents who are saying, how about a job? 
Um, yeah. How did you how did you deal with that with with listening to them? And I'm sure they were doing this from a spirit of we're tired of worrying about you. Get a paycheck. So can you talk a little bit about how you handled that with your relationship with them, if you can, and, and from a mindset standpoint, listening to that, but telling yourself, no, I'm going to make this work? Yeah, I think it's really important that you learn to minimize those ne negative external influences. I mean, we live in a society, whether it's our parents or family and friends or everything out there saying that why you can't do something. Right. So when those thoughts come in, you have to go into your deeper why. And for me, that was looking at this little baby and knowing I want something greater for us. And that's not going to come with a director of marketing job. I mean, I, I knew the kind of life I could create for, for her if I gave all of my time and energy to a company in which I was making someone else money. Like, I, I get that, but that's, you know, I have to stay focused. I had to stay focused on my inner, on my bigger vision and do inner work almost on a daily basis, just coming back to who am I, what do I want, what is my purpose, what am I creating? And, you know, because the mindset is such an important factor in our success. Yeah. And if you just keep buying into everybody else's self-imposed limiting beliefs, you will never be successful. Right. Yeah, I had a guest on, Mark Baker, who he talked about that, about the fact that these beliefs that we have, they're not even ours. They're kind of, they've been absorbed from other people, you know, and your parents are a great example because our parents obviously are our first influence. So here are your parents and with the spirit of we love you, we're concerned about you, we want you to have the comfort, the, the convenience, right, of a paycheck, that the, the, there's this that generation had the mindset that you were supposed to work for a company for 40 years, right? And then, then you retire and then, and that's just not the way it works. So yeah, I, it, it is a great struggle. You know, I think what inspired me most about your story and made me most want to interview you, and I know I never told you this, it's really the model, I'm going to get choked up just talking about it, it's a model that you're presenting to your daughter. Because, wow, I really am getting choked up. Because when I was a kid, um, there might have been, there were actually three women who owned businesses in the little town that I grew up in. Well, I didn't want to do what they did. You know, one owned a, a restaurant, one, one owned the dry cleaner, so I'm sure she made a fortune. And, and one had some other business. But... I just never saw myself in that, you know, and I think that that's probably, I'm going to trust, that's going to be incredibly inspiring to your daughter, it, because why, why couldn't I do this? I see mommy do it all the time. Yeah, that, well, thank you for sharing that. That means a lot, and, and I, I try to tell people, to women that all the time. It's like, your children are watching you. And so if they see you give up and go with status quo, that's what you're showing them to do. You know, I mean, I don't even know if my daughter's going to go to college. I, you know, I really don't. She might not. If she wants to, I'll pay for it. But I want to show her that she really can create that freedom, you know. And, and if, if she says, I want to, you know, go work in an office, fine. But she knows that she has that option to create whatever she wants. And I'm going to teach her Internet marketing 
I'm going to teach her all of this stuff and let her decide. And it's the yeah. same thing with traveling, showing her that like you really are the captain of your destiny. Like you are the author of your life. You know, you don't have to accept what every but what ninety percent of the population is doing. Yeah. You can make your mark on the world, and you should. You should use your God-given talents, you know, to build something that really is fulfilling and sustainable. Right. That's why you're given them to begin with, right? Yes. You have to make an impact. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that for any entrepreneur, I think there's that struggle between what your dream is and then the voice, right, in your head, and then these other voices from people who are in your life who, for whatever reason, are projecting these beliefs that they have onto you don't do it, just go get a job, it'll be a lot easier, don't work so hard, etc. And and saying and having the courage to say, really, no, I'm gonna keep moving forward. I'm I've got this. I'm gonna be okay. So I really do admire you. Thank you. So let's talk about what you think then is the biggest block that moms in particular, because I know that's your audience, right? Moms in particular have when, because I know my, when my sister had her baby, it was, I'm going to go back to work. And then it was like, I don't want to go back to work. I, you know, now you're getting fun. I don't want to go back to work, right? So what blocks do you think are the biggest ones for the moms who are torn between do I stay or do I go to work for myself? Yeah, I mean, I feel like one, it's the security that they're giving up. So, you know, am I going to be able to replace my income? And and yes, you can. So for all of those listening, you absolutely can. You just need the right strategy and you need to be committed and dedicated to it. Um, the other one is time. You know, I don't have the time. Well, there's 24 hours in a day. You know, a lot of people waste a lot of their precious time watching, you know, TV or scrolling through Facebook land, so it's about that time management. Um, so again, here's the thing, you have to really want it, because so many people are going to throw roadblocks up. You're going to get your own self-doubts, you're going to get you know, other people's self-doubts, um, you know, you're going to have to learn to sell, and things like that that you might not be comfortable with, so it's going to stretch you and, and allow you to emerge and become a bigger, better, you know, more well-rounded person to become the leader that you know, deep down you are. So you have to be really, you have to really want it. And I see it all the time. I have some amazing female friends. And I'm like, what are you doing? They, they cried so hard when they went, had to go back to work. And I'm like, you're brilliant. But they don't believe in themselves enough to take that leap. And it, 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 even if I really believe in you, but you don't believe in yourself, I can't help you. So you've got to, and what happens is most people have to have a breaking point first. And I know you know, that's where you have a breakdown or spiritual awakening or whatever you want to call it. You have to, you have to get fed up enough to say no more. And some people it's in their thirties. Some people it's in their fifties. So yeah. When that happens. So you've been in my, like in my closet and you've been, (laughs) I mean, you, I think you're right. I don't know why it is that human nature is that way, but it takes us to hit, bottom, whatever that bottom is for each of us, before we go, all right, I got to fix this, I can't do it anymore, and then, you know, we start that, that to make real rapid progress, but, you know, we have to get, 
miserable before we do that. So yeah, it would be nice if we could save a few people from hitting rock bottom and turn themselves around. So um, let's talk about then the mistakes that you see. I mean, I know that this belief is, it's so pervasive, it can be both a block and then can trip you up as you uh, as you continue to move forward, I, I mentioned Mark Baker. One of the other things that he mentioned, and I'll include a link to his episode in a show note because it was great. Um, one of the things, though, that he mentioned was that these doubts that we have, sometimes they never really go away. They just kind of hide. And then when we're ready to make that next leap, they might say, hey, okay, you did this okay, but I don't know, that's scary, don't do it, don't do it. Have, did you find that you had to completely, I call it ratcheting your, your mindset, did you find that you had to ratchet your mindset as you began to up-level that business? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think it was going to happen to me. And I was all ready to launch my new program, and I remember calling my coach crying, just like, oh, I can't do this. Uh, I don't, I'm not worthy. Like, I, I don't know enough and no one's going to buy this. And, you know, basically the whole like line of mindset excuses that I hear from all my clients, it's, it, we all have the same ones, by the way. And, um, and, and I just, and he said, wait a minute. And, and he, and he reflected that back to me, you know, my experience, you know, um, all that I've done, all that I've achieved, you know, that I have, you know, oh, well just, I don't need to prove it to you. But you know, he just reframed it in the way it was like, oh, yeah, this is not even me talking. And even when I was saying it, I didn't even believe it. It was weird. I was saying it, but I didn't even believe what I was saying. It was just like some kind of unconscious, uh, you know, yeah, coming out of my mouth. So, um, but I just had to get it out. And, you know, that's the last step is walking through the fire and putting yourself out there. And because that's how you, that's the transformation. That's how you come out the other side is you have to do what all the limiting beliefs are telling you you cannot do. That's the only way to break free from it. Amen, sister. You know, and I, <laughs> I'm just making notes while you're talking. I think that whole issue of I'm not worthy, if I had to name one obstacle that is the biggest block, it is exactly that. I don't care how abundant you're thinking. If you think I don't deserve whatever the universe is going to send to you, yeah. unless it's crappy, you know, then you're never going to be able to really fully create that abundance. You're going to subconsciously, I think, push it away. And I love the analogy of, of walking through the fire. Mm -hmm. You know, that really is our, probably our version of Tony Robbins' firewalk, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pushing the button and, uh, and, and actually hitting send on the, the email or going live on the video. We're wincing the whole time, but you're right. You've got to take that action that is exactly what's scaring you. And I think one of the things that's frustrating about confidence is you don't get it until you do it. Yeah. It takes courage to actually hit the button, but then... I did that, and it didn't break, and nobody hated me, and, and yeah, 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 I think that's really awesome. So any, any real, let's talk about the tips then. So what, what tips do you have for a couple of tips that you have for folks who are still in the doubting range and uh, who are ready to, to make that leap or think they are? Um, well, I think for one, you need to get really super focused on what you want to offer. 
um, know who you are, your gifts, your, your skills, you make sure they're ones that you know, people are willing to pay top dollar for. Um, I, I see a lot of women make the mistake of starting a business and, you know, they decide they're going to be more boutique-y and offer a bunch of different services. And again, just like I mentioned, it's putting you at that lower level task VA type, you know, person. And really what you want to do is establish yourself as more of a mentor, um, authority expert type person. Um, so if you can really hone in on what is your, you know, your, your, your unique brilliance, the gifts that you have that no one else has, um, and, and, and build your, the foundation for your business around that, you're going to have a lot more success. And another thing, don't be swayed in the process because that's another thing I see women do, uh, you know, case in point, a girl that's friended me on Facebook, she's a vegan health coach. And then she also does social media consulting. Completely unrelated. So how how will I ever see her as an expert? Neither. Right. You know? right. And I have another. Yeah. And I have another one who is um, she is some other kind of like health coach. And then she put another post. Hey, I'm doing you know any you know some graphic design work here and there. You know because she needed the money. And again, I will never see her as an ex expert authority figure. So choose one. It doesn't mean you can't branch out later, but you want to become known for something. You want to know if somebody says, I need to get you know, my money mindset in order, I want to talk to Jessica, or I want to know how to begin, you know, become visible on Facebook, I need to talk to Stacy. You, you want to become synonymous with, with whatever problem that you're solving. And then as you grow your raving fans, you can start to push other programs to them, but become known and stay focused on, you know, your vision. Yeah, that's a really, really great tip. And I think that, yeah, we, we start to feel like, this rock I'm pushing is really heavy and it's not really working. So maybe I ought to do this little pebble thing over here when in actuality you're right. That's the thing that really makes people then question, do you, do you really have a brand as an expert? Are you really seen right. as the expert in their eyes? So you would say then focus and consistency are those things that really help you start conveying expertise to an audience? Absolutely. Everything that you put out there needs to be consistent. This is who I am. This is who I serve. This is what I do every day. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is who I serve. Uh, you know, and that is what everything should be about. There, you know, try not to. Another mistake is to get sidetracked by looking at what other people are doing and, you know, the comparatitis, <laughs> the disease of comparing, and allow that to pull you in a million different directions. It happens all the time. Stay focused and you will get traction, but you have to consistently show up as the, the leader because people are wanting to be led, but the, the, their perception of you is what you present to them. And so you have to be consistent and just go for it. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is who I help. Yeah. That sort of thing every day and all yeah. that you do. Yeah, that's, that's a really great big tip because I think it is so easy to get distracted and to it's that doubt that then starts creeping into our heads. Is this really working? I'm not seeing much of a result, but it's I think of it almost as that snowball, right, that you start rolling in the snow and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger over time, and then it becomes really super heavy when it's so, so big, but it starts to gain its own energy as you roll it down the hill and it becomes even bigger faster. So I Absolutely. think that we've got to all work to get to that top of the hill 
for it to start rolling down really well. Is there any one thing that you advocate for building authority other than, and, and I think that that issue about nailing your message is so critical and we minimize it. What do you think is your favorite way to communicate and convey your authority? Is it video? Is it social media? What, what do you think it is? Yeah, it's, it's definitely social media, a combination of um, writing like thought-provoking posts that really call out to my ideal client's pains, fears, and frustrations, and again, reframe it into how you can overcome those. And I do that either in a, in a written post or I do it in Facebook Lives, mm -hmm. uh, like a five-part video series, you know, that's directing them to join my group or get on a call with me or join my program. So uh, that's my favorite way um, is definitely with social media. I am planning to, you know, do more with my YouTube channel and, you know, get my blog going, but, you know, it's all in time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that's another important issue, whether you're a mom or not, it's choosing your time wisely. So you're focusing on the most high impact activities mm -hmm. that you possibly can. So you're really using your time and your energy really well. So Jessica, I could go on for hours. You're, you're fabulous and this is great information. So why don't you just share with folks exactly what it is that you do because I know you have a whole program that you work with folks on. So why don't you explain that? Yeah, my focus has really um, shifted recently. I'm still working with moms, but I'm helping a lot of the high achieving women now that are in the corporate world or working the nine to five to successfully transition and replace their six-figure income um, within a very short time. So that's my, my main focus right now. Um, I still am showing people how to build a you know, six-figure authority coaching or consulting business quickly. So that's the main focus. And then I also do uh, have my mindset and sales mastery training, which is launching, which is really to support those that are already have an established business but aren't able to make sales. Okay. Yeah, and we could go on for days just about that whole issue of mindset and selling. So many people think it's icky, but yeah. you've got to do it to have clients. I mean, it's great that you're fabulous at what you do, but if nobody knows it and nobody understands how you can help them, nobody's going to give me any money. Right. Right? So it's that simple. Yeah. So every every person needs to have a smooth process that they take folks through to, to make the sales they need, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay, super. So we'll have links to all of your programs. And, and what's the best way for folks to learn more about you and, and to connect with you? Yeah, definitely jessicayarbro.com, my website, or connect with my Facebook uh, business page, Jessica okay. Yarbrough. Outstanding, yeah. and we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jessica. It's been great meeting you. Love chatting with you, and I look forward to seeing big things from you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Winnie. Well, I hope you found that as interesting and helpful as I did. Jessica is really amazing. If you liked this episode, I hope you'll leave a positive review for it on the platform where you consumed it, and please share it among your communities so others who would benefit from the show, and particularly this episode, can receive it. 
You can get episodes sent right to your inbox each week when you become a fan of the show and join my community at winnieanderson.com slash fans. When you do, you'll also receive articles, resources, and special offers on courses and other opportunities that will help you come out of hiding, educate and inspire your potential clients while elevating yourself as the unique trusted advisor you are. You'll be able to move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. All right, so your reflection exercise. Boy, here's another episode that I could take in several directions. I found myself thinking about this for days after the interview. So, you know, maybe you've been at or you are in a low point in your life, and you might feel as though you're out of options. Well, Jessica certainly seemed to be, and that's why she had to move back in with her parents. But what if this bad thing that you are experiencing right now or you have experienced, you know, that you're living through, that you think is the worst thing imaginable right now and that has you thinking you're trapped? What if it's really a springboard to your best life? I recently had a friend of mine and past guest on the show, Gretchen Bruner, ask me that question. And I have to tell you, it certainly changed my perspective. So I'm going to ask you that again. What if you think that this rotten spot that you're in and that you think has you trapped or that you can't break out of, what if that is really a springboard to your best life and best business ever? What if it's a springboard to everything you've ever dreamed possible for yourself and those that you touch? Well, when you think about it, that's really where Jessica was. She was sure that, you know, how did I get here? This is just a mess. You know, nobody in their 30s wants to move back in with their parents. It happened to me when I was in my 30s, and I wasn't too happy about it either. So you want to really stop and think about what talents do you have that people would pay for? Can you package them into an offering of some sort? And do you find people asking for something that maybe is different from what you're actually offering? If you're looking at just getting started, you don't want to make the mistake that so many of us do and discount your prior experience as not being related to the work that you're doing. I, trust me, somehow it is. It, it really is related. And those wins and accomplishments, the work that you did, are what you really need to emphasize until you start creating those big wins outside of your corporate past. But don't minimize what you've done and don't minimize the wins that you've had because that's all proof of your ability. Okay, so your action step. If you're already out on your own, I want you to gather your data and look at where you are. I want you to look at your revenue, look at your cash flow, your expenses, your debt, and look at where the successes have been in your business what has been working and you might have to admit to yourself that you're just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall to see if something is going to stick I want you to look at what you are consistently doing to build your brand to position and pre-sell yourself as the trusted authority you are 
and then what are you doing to help people make that next step closer? Are you inviting people to take that next step, whatever that next step is, is reasonable for them and that helps you further decide they're either going to be a good client for you, they're not going to be a good client for you. This is the offering that would be right for them. You want to identify the actions that you can take now to begin to improve in. This does not mean that you're going to beat yourself up. You're going to work really hard to detach from the outcome. And that's why I want you to use data to help you look at that. And I can tell you I know how painful it is because you're looking at numbers and you wish they were more. No matter what, where you are in your business, I'm going to bet one thing we have in common is we both want more. So try very hard not to beat yourself up, but I want you to look frankly and honestly at the data and what is it telling you. Where can you and should you be putting your time and effort in order to create the outcome that you really do want? Raise your rates if that's what you need to do. And I'm going to bet that's what you need to do. That's what I need to do. Improve your offerings. Pick one that is the most profitable for you, has the most impact, that you know you can really promote because of past wins that you've had. And if you feel like you don't have enough wins, then you really want to revisit that because I'm going to bet you do. And you want to start creating them. But again, don't minimize past work and the past wins that you have had. You want to really look at clearly differentiating yourself by speaking to a narrow yet passionate segment of the population. I've shared a quote before with you that is from Suzanne Falter Barnes when she was a marketing consultant and she said you want to have a, a focus that is an inch wide and a mile deep. So, an, And I want you to then take action, right? You know what needs to be done. Don't look outside of yourself for that validation and instruction. You know in your heart where you should be putting the most effort in order to have the biggest payoff. What you might need is some accountability. You might need some help thinking through your issues and decisions. I want you to tune into your inner chatter, though. And if you discover the voice inside you is working to hold you back, I want you to tell it to shut up and say a prayer for courage and wisdom. And remember, take action. It will seem kind of counterintuitive, but when you can muster the courage to take that action, that's what then helps you raise your confidence. Action in the, in the face of fear, that is the definition of courage. So even if it's a baby step, take it. Take that little inch step forward and keep moving so that you can create the results that you ultimately want. No matter how small a step forward you take, it begins to silence your inner critic and helps you grow that confidence that you need so much. Now, if you'd like to get support, encouragement, and accountability to keep you focused and moving forward, then head over to my website at winnieanderson.com slash action. You'll learn about the Action Takers Club and how it can help you consistently move forward to achieve your goals. Thanks for being with me for this episode of The Courageous Entrepreneur. I'll be back with another episode soon. And until then, remember, you are worthy of all the success you dream of.